Welcome to the second part of the podcast regarding being gaslit. It's not that deep. When in fact it really is. Just because something is not that deep to you, it doesn't mean that it's not that deep. So in the first part, we ended off with Yvette um, retelling the story of the day in the apartment where you mixed the concoction of whatever you mixed. Yeah. Chaba walks in. Chaba walks in. Um, I had just drank. It, it was probably like a two or three minutes after I had drank this. Yeah. So I was feeling very numb at the, at that point. Um, I could hear him saying "baby, baby, baby," but also I was just so so In dazed. Yeah. So yeah. so so dazed. Like I think maybe the shock of what I had just done had somehow just put me into this weird state of like I'm just in limbo like i wasn't even sure i don't even know how to describe how i felt at that moment um but he came into the bathroom and he had found me just lying on the floor because i had just drank this thing and i just laid down just staring at the ceiling and he's like baby oh my god what have you done and i think i remember him rushing to to get some milk and calling the paramedics and calling my mom and telling her you know what had happened and from there it's just a bit of a blur from there but it was a very selfish thing to do. What I regret do say, that. Why do you say it's selfish though? Because, um, like I said, I've, I'm also somewhat struggling with uh, mental health issues. And the times that I've contemplated it, I've thought to it it's selfish. But I've also come to learn that for you, and I'm not, this is not me in any way promoting um, suicide, suicide or whatever. But for you, it's like ending the pain. Yeah. Because you know it's kind of weird for pe- for people on earth to say you're so selfish for committing suicide but for you it's a way out because when you're alive you're just in constant pain it's just constant it's pain after pain after yeah. pain why do you say it's being selfish i think because at the time i didn't realize how important my presence was in this world and how much i still have left to do yeah. in this world you know, at that time, I wasn't thinking about anyone else except myself. And listen, don't get me wrong. In any situation, you always need to put yourself first and do what's best for you. Yeah. But when you're telling yourself, okay, I'm going to find peace. What about the people that I left behind? Are they ever going to find peace? What, about the reper- the re- what are the repercussions of you taking your life? How do you really, really, really know when you get onto the other side, especially for people like us who are so traditional, how do you really know Oof. that it's peaceful when you get there? Because it's like, we didn't call you, my nigga. You came on your own. So That's what true. do you do from there? So for me, I mean, at the time, I was about 22 years old. Yeah. Now at 27, looking back, I mean, it's still a thought that does come to my mind. But I'm able to wear my more manja. I'm able to control the suicidal thoughts a bit more and try and ration around what is making me think that okay you know what i'm done how can i work around it? what who can i speak to what can i do to 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 make that situation better and literally it sounds so silly to a normal person sitting at home but for me it started with my career once my career collapsed i just started collapsing because as soon as that went down everything yeah. around it just went 
completely down from there. Was it because you, in your mind, had made your career the epitome of what your life is? Absolutely, because I've always been an overachiever in my whole entire life. Whether it was at, ah. in high primary school, high school, varsity days, uh, voice of it even, I've always wanted to be the pinnacle. And as soon as I know I'm good at something, I know I'm good. I look at the people around me, and they're telling me that I'm good. So when someone in management is telling me, you can't have this job anymore, and the reason is not something that I'm understanding, I'm just there like, but dude, I'm good at this. Why are you taking my job away? It's a very bad thing as well. It's, yeah. not, it's not a healthy thing to do, where you take something physical and make it the alpha and the omega of you, your life. But because I'm such an overachiever, and when I, when I do something, I want to own it, and it's like forever. When I'm in love, that's it, we're done, it's forever. You know, and I had chosen radio as Istanbulasami, and it's like, you, it's one of those things where it's like, we're in an abusive relationship. If you try to leave me, I'm gonna kill you. You're not going anywhere. Yeah. So, I mean, radio had become my life. YFM had become my life at that point. And just the thought of, 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 of what will I do now? Abantu Bazotini was also one of the main things yeah. every single time. Abantu Bazotini mm. and Abantu Batini is also something that, oh, it killed me, I won't lie. The title of this um, podcast is Gaslighting, It's Not That Deep. Mm. Um, and it's also like specifically to raise awareness of the concept of gaslighting, right? And for me, it's, a, it's not a new concept, but it's a concept that I've never known what it had ikama because yeah 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 because yeah because it's 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 the small stuff and in as much as I I said to you Wuti, I'm not easily affected by things and I'm not it's quite rare for me to just in the spur of a moment be struck with anxiety but like um the smallest things like if someone I I I'm I'm always cold, like I'm always feeling cold. I'm just surprised what's going on, I'm not wearing a jacket. But in the last few moments, I've been trying to contemplate, which is, should I put on a jacket or not? Mm. Um, but I'm always feeling cold, and that's just the person that I am. And I found, Uguti, there are people who say to me, but it's not that cold, you're exaggerating. Mm. And I'm just like, no, you are not living my experiences. Exactly. Why Why are you deciding, Uguti, what am I feeling? Because subjectively i'm feeling cold i have a similar situation like that actually for me one of the main things that is troubling me in terms of my anxiety and my depression is having a baby you know i'm in a at the stage of my relationship now i mean it's almost it's going to be five years on the 17th of april Mm -hmm. one day after lockdown (laughs) um don't get pregnant now girl uh, you know, Shaba and I discuss kids a lot. I mean, it's even a discussion that he has has had with my parents. Yeah. We talk about marriage. And for me, I don't know what I'm going to do because I am so scared of being pregnant. I'm so anxious. I'm like, oh, I sit and overthink the birth process. I overthink afterwards, you know, after just... You know, when you see and you hear the stories of what men become and how relationships start fading once there's a baby and all of those things, my mind splits into a thousand directions and I'm just like, I can't do it. But Yeah. And I want to have kids so badly. I love kids. But just the thought of being pregnant, what am I going to do at work? You know, because I, I, I work a job where I need to be there. And the minute where you're not there days at a time, 
Somebody else steps in and they're doing a job and they're owning it. You know what I'm saying? You have your Dineo Ranakas who were pregnant while working at YFM, mm. but literally took three days maternity leave, had the baby today on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, she was back at work. Mm. You get what I'm Is saying? Is something that you'd consider? I would not physically be able to. Also culturally, basically. Culturally, like, you, physically. You and I are very cultural people, and it, we know culturally. My 10 days and stuff like that, yeah. it doesn't work like that. So just that, you know, the, my body, how it's going to change. Will I ever go back? Will I, will I be beautiful? Will I still be attractive? Will my man still treat me the same? You know, also just thinking about my child. What will my child look like? You know, mm. uh, it's just, oh my gosh, it is so scary. Yeah. I think, I think to a degree, um, and now that I feel, I think at this point also, I'm able to say this to you because yeah. I think you've got the issue of anxiety somewhat under control because i mean i've known you i've known you and i didn't know this about you you know what oh I mean? baby girl don't be fooled yeah. i am so go- i am so good at just but i i think the other thing that after i'm just like picking up in our chats is how you are foreboding joy so there's this concept by um an author called renee brown and she talks about foreboding joy mm-hmm. and like how we constantly overthink everything and like you know when think about like a sub thought to a sub thought to a to sub thought. Like, yep. Okay, what if look Okay, but if it doesn't happen, this is gonna happen. But if this, you know what I mean? And like, you end up not experiencing the joy of the moment or like the joy of that thing or the joy of that process because if you're gonna say, oh, I'm so anxious about what's gonna happen to my body when I'm pregnant, and you're you're right in saying that because I'm also anxious about the same thing. I mean, I don't have a six pack, you know, but I'm like far closer to it than what I would have been if I had a baby. Yeah. Um, but for me to then be pregnant and then say, which I'm not contemplating just by the by, but for me to be pregnant and then say, yo, I'm not, not to be pregnant but to think about pregnancy and then say oh, but what's gonna happen to me when i'm pregnant what's this what's that you are missing out on the experience of bonding with the baby yeah before having given birth to it yeah you know what i mean you're missing out on the joy of living in the moment and yeah. living in the present and like being able to look back at your and that's exactly what anxiety oh, does baby it steals away it takes away from moments it takes away from situations it just takes away a lot i mean a simple situation going back to gaslighting in terms of anxiety when you're in the taxi and you pay and you get your change change out my shorter a normal person will be like it's change what's happening for me it's like not it could be like 13 14 rand short i'm sitting there like oh my god I can't say anything. I'm afraid. I'm contemplating. Should I? Should I say something? Yeah. Should I not say something? Oh you gosh. know, you want. You're about to jump off. You like you yeah. overthinking. What should yeah. I say? Should I say short left, or should I say after robots, or should I say after robots, or should I say after robots? How should I? You know, oh. it it is the most ridiculous thing. Anxiety takes away so much joy from your life. So in so many situations, anxiety. I'm even like I'm trying my best to not cry. Honestly, it's taken so much for me to not cry because I'm just thinking about what a happy why, child why, why? I used to be. Yo, yo, I Wait, used to you, be so saying, happy. Are you saying which you're struggling with crying now or just in general? No, I'm struggling with. I'm I'm, str- I'm struggling not. I, I don't want to cry. Like I'm trying to be strong. Why? But when I just for, who? for 
anyone out there listening, I don't know, because sometimes, you know what, I, I, I feed, the thing with anxiety is, is that you feed off of other people's energy because you're always so low and so stressed and so like just down all the time. So I feed off of other people's energy a lot. Yeah. A lot of my motivation I get from people, your kuta to ladies, yeah. you know, she doesn't know she's doing it, but just speaking on air, for someone who's listening, having a bad day, it yeah. does wonders for how you feel. Yeah. So for me, you know, I, I told myself when I do this, I want to try and be strong for someone else who is listening, yeah. who is going through the same thing. But it's so tough when you sit and think how you used to be before mm. and how you've become now. I used to be the happiest person ever. Like I was so carefree. I was one of the gents, even worse growing up. I was always with the boys and all of those things. Mm. So I was such a carefree person. I didn't care about a lot of things. I didn't care about my hair. I didn't care. I used to ride bikes. We used to skate, you know, with play cricket. Like the girly girly things, like I, I wasn't really concerned about. You only start realizing those things when you get into your adult life. But even then, it wasn't much of a big yeah, deal to me until yeah. I started getting anxiety. I'm so conscious of each and every single thing. Even if you're posting a picture, yeah. putting on a pair of shoes, going outside, it's just constant overthinking. What's the one? Lack of joy, yeah. What's Lack the one? Joy. Yeah. What's the one memorable, memorable instance where someone gaslit you and you were just like hey, hey don't invalidate my feelings do you have one instance where i mean there have been a couple uh would you would, do you want an instance related to anxiety uh, just, per se just or just general in, in thing, general just a... i mean i remember when i was in varsity this is 2011 mm -hmm. when i started doing my first year and obviously I come, I'm from KZN originally, but my family moved up to Joburg. We stayed in Alberton for a while. Mm -hmm. So it's a very small suburban area yeah. and everyone knows everyone. So when you get out into the world, like going to varsity, staying at Rays and all of those things, you start being outside, mm -hmm. seeing the outside the world and exposed world, to people, yeah. yeah. So for me, when I came in, virginity has always been very important to my family. It's something that always mattered. Mm -hmm. So starting off at varsity, coming around my friends who had been having sex for the longest time. You know, I'm with the guys, I'm, I, you know, I'm meeting guys every single time I'm saying, you know, I'm a virgin. People always be like, nigga, what? So I dated a guy uh, when I was working at Voice of It. Mm -hmm. I was doing the hip hop show at the time. Um, yeah, with DJ Oz. I also did TTP. Oh my gosh, have you seen him like now? Does like, he have a baby? He has a baby. He's getting married. To his girlfriend? To his girlfriend, Caroline. Wait, the, the same girl. The same girl. The Oz is, girl. He's chowing that diplomatic money. Oz is living his life. <gasps> he's not yes, even a DJ anymore. No! He dropped the DJ. He no! now calls himself Osborne. He dropped <laughs> the DJ. Hey, good Oh my God. Because I, I wasn't sure. Is that Oz? Is that your baby? But yeah, yeah you were saying. Yeah, so, so one thing that I noticed with this guy is that he would always sort of gaslight the fact that I'm a virgin, like try and make it seem like, dude, it's not that deep, like sex is anything, mm -hmm. you know? And I really liked him. Like, I really, really liked him. Are and you serious? Yeah, at the time, you know, I was very passionate about what I believed in because of where I come from and because yeah. of who my parents are. And how we were socialized. Yeah, but then as soon as I got into the outside world, people were, not even just my boyfriend, my friends who I was hanging out with at the time, uh, my, my colleagues at Voice of Wits, even my mentor himself at one point was even like, 
dude, this virgin thing, come on, dude. Like, it's not a thing. Are you serious? You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not a thing. Like, why is it a thing? You know what I'm saying? Do so, I know your mentor? You know my mentor. You love him, but he's an amazing person. I love him? Yeah, he's an amazing person. What's his name? Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> But why would he say that? I'm so ah, sorry. You know what, Ugu? Once again, it's, 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 it's gaslighting. You know what I'm saying? It's just, it's getting to a point Making where... Making it seem like it's you, not that Something that is deep to someone and serious to someone. And you know, there's a lot of pride in that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? You carry a lot of pride. It's your parents' pride as well. What would you say in response, like, when people would say... You know what? In the beginning, I, I, I was believing it. Like, in the beginning, and... It, it didn't help the fact that I also started getting exposed to like club life ah. and alcohol and weed. I was like, like I was a statistic. Remember in LO in matric <laughs> when they told us, hey Lina, when you get to varsity, yay, yay, yay. This is what's that gonna happen. That was me. And you that in LO, was, you were just like, that's not gonna happen to me. Listen, I never smoked, I never drank. In, like, but everything happened to me in varsity, literally everything except sex. Everything happened. Smoking weed, trying out cigarettes, drinking alcohol, partying at clubs, yeah. getting into places you're not supposed to be inside, hanging out with celebrities, rappers all over the place. Mm. And for me, I started believing it. I actually it's started actually believing not it. Worth it. That you know what? This thing why does it seem like I am making a big deal out of this until the end of first year when I went back home in December got to be around family, also went back to KZN, and then I realized, Dukuti, no, no, actually, these people are gaslighting me. This is a big fucking deal. And they are no more, because they are not where I am. A lot of people, and I realized, you know, sometimes when people give you advice, mm. they're not giving you advice because they have your best interest at heart. Yeah. They're giving you advice because... Projection. They, they are, you know what I'm saying? They, they're looking at your situation and they're wishing, damn, I wish I was 22 or 21 and a virgin, but yeah. I'm not. So how do I, you know? And, and, and luckily for me, I come from such a strong family. Mm. I come from, in, in, like, the relationship that I have with my parents, Namanji, is still so strong, which is why I always say, like, if I had one wish, honestly, I would wish that every single boy child and girl child grows up with a mom and a dad. Yeah. The amount of values that are instilled in you and you know, just from having both of them, yeah. you learn so much as a human being. So I'm grateful for that, honestly. Yeah. But there were so many instances of gaslighting, just growing up in general, even in high school, mm -hmm. you know, but I think my virginity was one of the biggest, like, shockers. Really? Yeah. People would tell me all the time, like, dude, it's not that deep. I mean, for you, it's not that deep, but like, for someone else, it is. You yeah. know what I mean? And like, the values, Mina, for me, that I take away from being gaslit is that and it gets deep because if someone is like apple but it's not that cold and for me to say it is cold like i feel invalidated yeah. i feel like you don't you don't care. see me yeah how am i feeling about mm. you know what i mean i feel like and it's like freaking 30 degrees outside but if i'm gonna say i'm feeling cold why should someone else come in and say but actually, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, <sighs> all I can, all I hope is that they find a cure for anxiety. That is my yeah. wish. Can someone out there find a cure for anxiety? But in the meantime, 
Listen, again, I'm not trying to promote drugs. Drugs are bad. <laughs> but in my opinion, marijuana is not a drug. Marijuana to me is a herb with healing properties. Yeah. It heals cancer. And for me, it works wonders with my anxiety. You're promoting drugs on my podcast. So for those of you listening... <laughs> go out right now. Go out right now. No, really, just give it a try. Yeah. All I'm saying is just try it might not be for you yeah. maybe your lungs aren't gonna be too happy with the smoke yeah. try it try it in tea boil it like how you would you know put it uh, in your tea like you would do with a tea bag maybe empty out the contents of a tea bag mm-hmm. crush it staple it back together the tea bag put it in put in your lemon or your honey whatever yeah. trust me you will calm the fuck down to someone who has just discovered witty oh snap i'm actually struggling with um anxiety what are some of the small ways that you would encourage them to like just like small things that they can do to calm down in the moment and i'm not i'm not speaking like long run i'm not speaking go get prescription pills but at that moment because you find that there are people who've experienced um anxiety attacks but they've just never known what they are until you've explained it how Mm. do you in that moment how do you advise someone to deal with it? How have you dealt with it? That has been an effective measure for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, the last thing I'm gonna... First of all, you're not crazy. That's the first thing I want you to understand. Your feelings are valid. You are not crazy, okay? Yeah. You are not crazy. That's the first thing you need to... You are sick. You're not crazy. And depression and anxiety are real illnesses. People take it very lightly. They think it's not something that exists. They think it's what we use to hide behind sulking. But trust me, you're not crazy. You are just not feeling well. And for me, I've always constantly been surrounded by people, even in terms of like my living arrangements because of my anxiety. It's hard to be on my own, you know, but I'm getting to a point where I'm learning how to be on my own and how to deal with anxiety. So last week sometime I had a very bad panic attack. I was on my own in my apartment. And the first thing that I did when I could feel my chest closing up is I picked up the phone and I dialed my mom's number. Mm -hmm. And I said to my mom, Ma, I can't breathe. Because it helps having someone Mm -hmm. apart from yourself, having someone just talking to you in the background, just telling you, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Just breathe, just breathe, just breathe. You know, so try speaking to someone Try drinking water. Water needs to be your alpha and your omega. If you have anxiety, make water a part of your life. Mm -hmm. Drink as much water as you can every single day. Water helps a lot. But also, more than anything, distance yourself from anything that triggers your anxiety. Eventually, you will get to a point where you have triggers, Mm -hmm. where you know that certain situations like this, they trigger me, so I'm staying away from that. In the beginning of the podcast, I was saying at work, you know, being in in the radio industry, it's always very t- tough at, the, at this time of the year because there's a lot of gossip happening. Yeah. I literally had to tell a friend, listen, if you're going to call me from now onwards, call me because you're checking up on and me. And that's tough because... Because you care, yeah. That's tough because once you tell a friend that, once you set boundaries, long you help friend. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Setting boundaries with friends. Yeah, is and it's like, if they don't understand, it's because like, yeah. I, I, I like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. For you, it's okay. Like, you can think something and just go, ah, you know what, whatever. For me, it will stick with me 
long after we've spoken. The following day, I'll tell my mom about it, I'll tell my boyfriend about it. It will just be with me through and through and through. And I can't let it go. The following week, I'm thinking about it. The next month, I'm still thinking about mm. the same thing. And it's like, I don't progress and go forward. I'm stuck, stagnant. Now I'm just depressed the entire time. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So you will eventually figure out what triggers your anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. Block that out. Cancel it. Just get it away from you. And yeah, just, just do what makes you happy as often as you can. Mm -hmm. Those little things, those little things. And also spoil yourself. Okay. Spoil yourself. Okay. Make it a habit to spoil yourself. Even if it's with the smallest things. Yeah. Just to remind yourself that, hey, yes, time. Just tell, just to tell yourself that you love yourself. You know what I'm saying? Because self-love is the most important thing. Um, sometimes trying to find validation from other people also will just trigger your anxiety even worse. Ooh. Yeah. Because you might not get the response that you're looking that for. That you're waiting for or you're looking for. So relationships with anxiety are, are tough. You know, I commend each and every single person right now who is married or in a relationship or in love with someone who suffers, suffers from mental health issues. Yeah. It is the pits. Yeah. It is the pits. In every single thing that you do, it is the pits. I think this might be my closing question. Um, have you ever had an anxiety attack from or based on an event that happened like a long time ago that you've already have had an anxiety attack on? So is it like a recurring thing? Like I'm just having an anxiety attack <coughs> about this thing and then it's going to happen again. Or is it just it happens once and then yahula or how does that happen? I mean, it could be a recurring thing over one particular thing. Mm. But for example, uh, there was a point where I had an anxiety attack at work minutes before my show. No way. So it was a build-up of things that just caused that one collapse. And that one was the most serious anxiety attack I've ever had. That's how tense that one was. Before your show? Like moments before, like it was just the last few songs that were playing mm. before the, the 58 link mm. and you know, it happened right there while I was waiting in the prep room. Um, I've been portrayed by friends so, so much. And when this... I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's okay, it's live. I'm but really when this sorry. final act of portrayal happened, I was so devastated because like, I was just like, dude, but you were my, why? Dude, you are my friend. You know, I had a friend who had just stolen my cell phone after I had just had a friend of mine steal. You know what? At the time, I didn't know who it was. Okay. I only discovered now in December, it happened in July on my birthday, at my birthday party. I only discovered now in December because I couldn't access my Apple ID. So after going through security and blah, 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 finally was able to access my Apple ID. So I was portrayed by a friend after a succession of portrayals. And after that happened, like everything just came back. Like all of the times when I had been portrayed in the past just came back on top of that and I collapsed. I collapsed. So definitely your past can affect can affect your anxiety absolutely because once again like i told you anxiety is overthinking mm. thinking constantly without you you can't switch your thoughts off like all i crave is honestly just like a switch button we're not thinking now we're switching off our thoughts but it's just it's over time 
Thank you so much for your time. Thank I you so much. I'm sad it's over. It's over. It's, it's over. over. I'm sad. Thank you, girl. I really appreciate it, man. I appreciate you making time. You know, I mean, time is such a valuable asset. I wouldn't spend it with anyone, but like, you spent it with us. Thank you podcast. so much. I, I hope really I get to do this again sometime you soon. You will. You will. And, and I have, I have this thing where, um, if anyone ever wants to talk to me about anything or speak on this platform about anything you know just hit me up let me know yo girl i think i want to talk about this i think i want to educate people on this and yeah no sometimes absolutely. i don't even know anything because you know you, you know, know what to me more bad, than anything but... over the past um couple of days my heart has just been so sore thinking about all the people currently who are going to be in lockdown oh. for 21 days without any family all the people who have anxiety uh, like my thoughts are with you and at any point i don't even know if it's going to be possible but at some point i really just want to create some kind of support group for black women and black people in general because yeah. anxiety and depression to us is still a myth mm. amongst our community mm. where we just sit down and we reflect because it just takes so much and you feel so much better when someone asks you and they genuinely care and they ask you, how are you doing today? Yeah. Like for me, that makes me feel so much better. So just check on your friends, man, who have anxiety. Yeah. Send them a text during this period. Let them know you're thinking about them. Tell them that it's going to be okay. Yeah. Just encourage them. But more than anything, don't say to them, stop thinking. You can't, they can't. That's, that's the worst thing. That's gaslighting. That's the, the worst person. thing you can yeah. say to someone that's got anxiety. Don't say to them, stop yeah. thinking. Don't tell them that. I mean, I know for one, um, after having learned about your story, I'm going to make it a point to ensure that I let you know, specifically you, because we've spoken about this, but um, my other friends as well, Guti, you guys matter. Yeah. Um, and you know, even though sometimes, I sometimes feel like I don't matter, but my issues aren't as deep as what I've just experienced now. Yeah, no, but trust me, your issues are still very valid. Yeah. And somebody else would not be able to cope and deal with what you're currently yeah. coping and dealing with. So big up to you. It, like, it takes a lot. It takes a lot. But let's just, let's just stay together. Let's just be, mm. be kind to each other. Guys, please be kind. I, I see you guys yeah. on Twitter. Nati, it's a competition to be the meanest person. Guys, be kind. Words can literally kill someone. True. Words can kill you. Friend, where can I find you? I know this is going to be an amazing year for you. Ah, Speaking into my existence. Where can people find you on the socials? I'm at Yvette Flans on Twitter. Don't you spell it all? Oh, yes, because it's my French name. (laughs) Uh, Y-V-E-T-T-E, Yvette Flans on Twitter. On Instagram, Yvette Flans, the boss. Okay. And so we are going to be listening to you on radio more frequently. Very soon, Very the new lineup will be announced. <laughs> but for now, you can catch me every single weekday between 3 and 5 a.m. And on Be Boss with Yvette. Mostly for now, this is between today, the 25th of March, until? Until they let us know when the new radio year will kick off. Okay. It was supposed to kick off on the 1st of April, but they okay. are going to delay it. We don't know when, but just keep your ears open to YFM. Keep your ears open and definitely keep your ears open onto, um, well, not your ears, but like follow my girl on the socials and find out what her next move is. Yes. Please send her love, show her love. And if you are going to show Yvette anything less than love, Nzokwaza. Thank you so much for tuning into my podcast. Check you out in the next episode.